What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sides of Boxing. I am your host, JJ Sermon. On today's episode, I'm going to get into the lightweight division, the 135-pound division, and I'm going to talk about what's in store and who I can see making it out on top in the lightweight division. So let's get straight into it. All right. So for the lightweight division, man, this division here is so good. It's the 135 pound division and it has a lot of star studded uh, people who are on the rise to become superstars. We already have one superstar in Vasil Lomachenko. He's holding two belts. I want to say it's the WBA as well as the WBO. Um, I know that Teofimo Lopez holds the RBF and Devin Haney holds the WBC. So it is a very stacked division. Um, Devin Haney and Teofimo Lopez are two very, very good young fighters that's on the uprise to continue to make their name in the Hall of Fame. Just have a complete great resume. They're both undefeated and they're looking like they're ready to, to really... Um, become potentially undisputed in this division or even just win be a multiple uh, champion in multiple weight classes i just see that for both of their futures it's going to be difficult but i definitely see them eventually fighting down the line or just seeing other people um like like chris colbert and things of that nature fighting as well for those belts so let me just first get started with the, the top guy in the 135-pound division, which is Vasil Lomachenko. Vasil Lomachenko is the truth. He is really, really good. He's He has all the skills. I mean, his amateur record is, like, phenomenal, man. He he has over, like, two, 300 fights, barely lost any of them. I mean, he's a very, very good fighter. I mean, he was getting title fights in his second fight and things of that nature when he turned pro, so... I mean, two two time gold medalist. So he's he's a real deal, and he did everything that he needed to do when he turned pro. Now he's holding. He did hold all three belts, not all of them, but three belts. And the only belt that he was trying to get was the Richard Comey belt, which is the IBF belt. But he ended up having to. Uh, he ended up not being able to fight him just yet, which he's supposed to fight him this year, uh, Tio Fimo. But. Uh, you know, was going around, uh, kind of made it a difficult situation for them to, to have it go on right now. But it's definitely like it's still going to happen in the future. Um, but the WBC belt that he had, he pretty much vacated it and became the franchise champ and giving that belt to the interim, which was Devin Haney, who ended up just taking the belt. And now that makes him the full WBC uh, belt holder now. So that's what kind of the situation was going on last year. We thought Domachico said he wanted to be undisputed, and he talked about how that was still his goal, but it kind of made it a little bit more difficult him relinquishing that WBC belt because now he's going to have to get through two more people in order to get be undisputed in the 135-pound division. And that's the farthest Domachico is going in, in his career. He's not going up to 140, 147. He's not pushing to those weight classes. So... He's definitely looking forward to just beating everybody he can at the 135-pound division, which I think is a smart move. I think he can do it. Um, he definitely has some some tough competitors to go against because even just getting the IBF belt 
Teofimo has power, and power can always um, be skilled when it comes to just timing. If your timing is right and you hit somebody with a really good punch, like it can affect anybody, man, with a good body shot or a good shot um, across the face, man. It can definitely change the trajectory of the fight, and Teofimo Lopez has that power because he got Richard Comey out there in, like, what, the second round, and that was, that was all she wrote. So I just want to make sure I point that out and then also – Getting through Devin Haney. Devin Haney is no slouch, man. He's very strong. Had a great amateur record. Has a great professional record. And he's been put through the trenches. So it's definitely like two uh, difficult tests that Lomachenko has to go through. But all in all, I feel like he's still the top dog. And he's still one of the guys that is the favorite no matter who he goes against um, in boxing at this point. Because he is a pound-for-pound champ. Some other fighters that... I want to mention, which is, like I said before, Chris Colbert. He's an up-and-coming fighter. Very, very, very good. Very uh, skilled. Defensively, he can do a lot of things. And I definitely want to point him out because he can he can potentially, I can see him being uh, winning multiple belts and multiple weight classes. He has those skills. It's, pretty, it's, not, it's not always, like, entertaining a lot because he's moving a lot. Kind of like, a, in a sense, a style that's more... Like a defensive style, you're not going to see him knocking people out. Kind of like how Floyd was later on in his career. But just a more slick style. He's going to make sure you miss. He's going to make you look foolish. He's going to dance. He's going to uh, entertain the crowd doing things like that. But he's not going to get that one-hit KO that people are looking for Like when he goes against better competition. Because he did get some KOs that was very, very entertaining. But when you go against better competition, it's harder than to knock people out. So definitely wanted to just point him out though because he really has all the skills to outbox people and make people look like they're not even like in the same uh same class as him um another person i know javante davis is moving up but i think he's going for a belt at 130 against leo santa cruz so that's pretty much putting him in the 130 range but he did have a fight against gambo at 135 so he, he definitely is moving back and forth. He's a great competitor as well. He has a lot of great tools, punching power, skill. He can definitely make it make it all the way to the top and become somebody that could potentially be undisputed. But we will see. Uh, and that's about, to me, it's, it's some other guys at 135 pounds. But right now, like those are the main guys that just got to kind of go in the tournament and face each other. Oh, another person that just came to my mind was Luke Campbell. Like he's a guy who can definitely give De- Devin Haney or Teofimo Lopez a tough time. Like so, definitely want to point him out as well. Javier uh, Fortuna, I think they were supposed to fight Luke Campbell. So if they get that fight, then you could just eliminate one, then you can have the rest of the bunch. But those are some good matchups as well. So I mean, that's that's pretty much all that I can think of about the 135 pound division. There's just some good fights, some entertaining fights. But these fighters are just going to build these fighters to be more and more and bigger stars, especially for these young ones that's coming up. Also, I wanted to point out one thing that I noticed about the lightweight division is that the lightweight division has a lot of people that can move in and out of that division. So if I'm not mentioning a lot of people's names, it's because like anybody with regards to even Mikey Garcia can come all the way back down to 135. I doubt he will. But you got Shakur Stevenson that can move up, you know, um, in a sense, Tevin Farmer, you got Jamel Herring, the all 130-pound guys, Oscar, what is it, Oscar Valdez, Leo Santa Cruz can move up. Like, it's a lot of guys that can move up, but a lot of guys 
you just don't really know because 140 pounds people they're not more than likely they're not coming back down to 135 um but um it's just, it's just what I was thinking about. And, and then also, like, I didn't really mention Ryan Garcia because I just don't know when he's going to actually face, like, a really, really good opponent because I feel like Golden Boy and them are going to really, uh, like, like take their time with him because they really could see him being a mega star because of all of the followers he already has on social media because all the things he's already doing. It's kind of like... Let's just get him in the best case scenario to get a title rather than putting him in the wolves uh, with the wolves and trying to really work his way to win. Because if he loses, like all that fame and stuff is really might hurt him, his emotions, his feelings and things like that. And it may make him not be as well as they potentially want him to be. So that's why I really didn't mention those. Um, But yeah, those these it's just it's a lot of boxers that has in a lightweight division that has potential but the main guys is the guys that I was mentioning earlier. Those are the guys that literally are at the top. And those are the guys that I feel like one of them are definitely going to be pretty much the ones that, that, that take over that division and move up to 140 if it's not Lomachenko. But the other guys definitely have that opportunity too. So that's what I had to say about that. And you all be on the lookout because I'm going to continue to give out like more content when it comes to more weight classes. I'm probably going to talk about the heavyweight division next because it's just so much to talk about in that division. So be on the lookout for that. And this concludes this episode of Size of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give our great content each and every week. The next division I'm going to talk about is the heavyweight division. So be on the lookout for that. And God bless.